Guys, guess what? What? You never guess. Today's episode is okay. You didn't guess. You just said what? Today's episode is brought to you by <laughs> Kindle. Great spellers come from great readers, and that's why Kindle is the proud presenting sponsor of next week's 2016 Scripps National Spelling Bee. Woo! A single-purpose Kindle e-reader holds thousands of books, ensuring young readers always have a book with them. Features like WordWise support comprehension and vocabulary development, while Kindle Free Time awards achievement badges for reaching reading milestones. To learn more about the ways Kindle inspires a child's emerging love of reading, visit Amazon.com slash Kindle for Kids. That's Amazon.com slash Kindle for Kids. And make sure to tune in to next week's Scripps National Spelling Bee presented by Kindle Thursday, May 26th on ESPN. I watch it every year, and that is no joke. Well, I'm John Moltz, and I can read, but I'm not a good speller. I am L-E-X space F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N. Can you use it in a sentence? Wow. I don't even know where to go with this. Yeah, can you, can you please? <laughs> Lex Friedman is one handsome motherfucker. <laughs> I can't even Can you use that. it in a different sentence? <laughs> Disqualification overblown yeah, ego. Right. <laughs> Hi everybody, I'm John Armstrong. I can't talk any of this. Welcome to turning this car up. A R O U N D. Nice. Nailed it. Yeah, John, got this it. is a question you must get all the time, but no relation to Lance, right? None. That I'm aware of. He's adopted, so he's not actually a, technically an Armstrong. The person that mm. he has the last name of uh, adopted him. He's not genetically an Armstrong. Mm, not even close. First of all, <laughs> not enough body hair. Second, not a strong beard. Third. Doesn't he shave? I think he probably, probably shaves everything. He does. He, I'm kidding. I'm sure. He, he could have a great beard. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but the final thing is that um, if he were truly an Armstrong, he'd have Scottish shit all up and down that bike. There'd be like plaid. There'd be a mm. coat of arms. The riding, arm. riding in a kilt. Yeah. I thought you were going to say if he were truly an Armstrong, there's no way he'd be that athletic. Uh, uh, hey, listen, I'm going to. Okay, here we go. It's history time, everybody. Sit down, kids. Time for some history. I'm sitting. I'm actually standing. But go ahead. Uh, the Armstrongs uh, were a warlike clan uh, <laughs> along the border uh, between oh Scotland God. and England. And they were known for their ability to uh, muster a force very quickly the the name armstrong comes from a battle in which a gentleman picked up the fallen scottish king with one arm off the ground saving him from potential trampling and or death with one arm put him back on the back of his own horse so there was two guys riding saving the king the king said you are strong of arm boom done here's some land have a have a nice day <laughs> <laughs> and then we just fought amongst ourselves for years about the land. Wow. I love so, game. I love Game of Thrones. Yep, Game of Thrones Junior, Scottish edition, Armstrong uh -huh. out. Yeah, there you go. My History last name comes from we covered a dude in breading and then dropped him in the deep fryer, <laughs> <laughs> and he was a fried man. Right. Hmm. Just, just want to put I a button no, on that one. That's, okay. I have no idea where my name came from. Uh, but of all the three of so us, there. Uh, I like your last name, the Moltz. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> against, against, whatever, against whatever people I am, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys still have kids? I do. I do. I'd have to check. And we're entering the end of school year time. when oh, Yeah, he's, he, he's, for, he is asking mm -hmm. like every other day. How many, how much, how long? How long? 
he's in the home stretch and he's mm. uh he's ready to give up he's <laughs> saying i'm done uh it, it yeah, looks right. to me uh, carry John. me carry me across the finish line what it's, what amazed me was anya was like i can't renew my books at the school library anymore and i'm like Ooh. why not she's like well they're closing the library so they're closing the school library <laughs> and she's like oh, yeah because it's the end of the school year i was like oh no. and that's what really drove it home for me can't renew your books because it's getting to be the end budget of the school year. budget cuts yeah <laughs> they're not yeah. no books next year kids <laughs> next just, year they're just, teaching tv watching just no just art of the deal <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag politics. Uh, John Armstrong um, of Scottish descent, you were getting ready to say something and I rudely well, interrupted you. It's just, it, it's, it's loaded. It's really loaded. Is it a diaper? Mm, no. <laughs> if it were only so easy. A diaper you seal up, you put in a little twisty bag, or you take it outside and drop it in the trash can. Uh, we're, we're entering the summer months and, and as I share custody with my uh, ex of our children, the trying to plan out a summer is, is, it can be difficult, especially with work and, um, like, you know, like say, say you're certain people rented a house and that are not your ex, but on the other side, my side over here and, and that. The rental period uh, falls during uh, my children's mother's birthday. Now, typically we try to give each other that day in the summer. And it's difficult because we have summer birthdays, both of us. So um, there's just, it's just, and I completely spaced it when I said, yes, that is a great week to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's a longer story. I thought that, that that would lead up to my oldest girl going to summer camp again. Uh, or there would be a potential for that. I wasn't sure, and I'm still not sure if she's going to go, because I don't know, one, if there's space, two, if she actually does want to go. And so it's just this, like, it's it's a lot of, you know, and and actually everything's amicable, amicable that way. It's it's fine. It, that's It's not that. It's not like there's some kind of conflict. It's the, just, just figuring the schedules out with, like, their mother's family and what they're going to do and then what their mother's going to do with them, me, what I'm going to do with them, what me and my girlfriend are going to do. And then, uh, any extended anything. So it's just, it can get a little, it's not just like there's two people that want to have time with their children. It's like, there's this whole, um, Mm -hmm. diorama of people and events and possibilities. Almost, almost a clan. If you would, (laughs) I won't, if you would, uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, so it's yeah. the, the planning for that, and I'm way, excuse me, way behind. Uh, that was, I almost <laughs> fell over backwards trying to hide that burp. Uh, it, yeah, like it's just, I'm so late. I'm like a month and a half behind in this whole situation. Oh, <laughs> man. How early do you, uh, do you expect to make those plans? That seems, we just made our, our August plans. Well, we, and I feel like we're ahead of the game. Uh, I don't know, Lax. What, what you go on that well, one? Well, been... these are interesting questions. In part because um, we told our kids, "Hey, we're not doing a big summer vacation this year. We're not doing a summer vacation this year because we did two trips during the year. We did Los Angeles, and we did you know the, with Disneyland, and we did a, a Pennsylvania trip earlier uh, over the past three hundred sixty-five days. And so we're like, you know what? We're spending a lot of stuff on the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there <Bless> you go. <laughs> 
and we did a lot of stuff in the house. We're gonna have the basement ready to go, and like we're gonna. It's not like it's not like they're doing nothing. They, they've all got camp, and you know we'll we'll go to you know local attractions on weekends and whatnot. But like we're not doing a big vacation. And they were at first miffed and then accepting. But I will say, uh, Lauren and I, without the kids, are mm-hmm. doing like a our annual thing with another couple where there's no kids involved. So we're gonna do like a quick. Uh, uh, four days in the Poconos. Um, but we've also already booked uh, a Disney cruise again that the kids don't know about for this December. Wow. And then Lauren and I booked our next trip with that same group of adults or other couple that we do our kidless trip. We've, we've already booked next summers as well. So it was just too good a deal. But Whoa. Uh, yeah. So I've got next July already planned. So hmm. nobody die. Um, but you, um, <laughs> you're, that's ridiculous. I mean, that kind at of least planning, not in July. It was on sale. It was I'm a, sure. It was no, it's and, great. And they, yeah. they were like, hey, if you book early, you know, you can get the second person for free on a cruise mm-hmm. for free. And that's we'll repay all of your gratuities. I was like, come that, on now. No, that's good. That's a good Can't wow. not to go. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, now I, I like <laughs> for, to start. For the price of one cheap bastard, you get two people. <laughs> <laughs> Lex, what time did you, or what part time of the year did you figure, okay, this is what our summer is going to look like? Like it was when you signed the closing papers on the house or was it? No, was it, it was it, probably in April. April is when we would start to really think about it. Like lock down all the camps for the kids. and Oh, no. Camps were done like six months prior. Camp camp we do at the end of the summer. If you sign up for camp again right away, you get a discount. And You're smart. The kids loved it. And so we just did it. Like, we're, you know, there's the, there's the kind of family where it's like, geez, I don't know. Uh, we have to wait and see. And maybe there'll be other things. And there's the kind of families like, they liked it and it's cheap to do it now. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> so mm. like if they merely tolerated the camp, that'd be one thing. But they right. love this camp. They beg to go back. Because like, uh-huh. the camp makes the announcement, you know, parents, don't forget if you sign them down. They're like, mom and dad, please do that. And my kids are at least the kind where I can trust that what they said at the end of summer will still be true in the beginning of the following summer. So they're good. Huh. So we do that stuff early. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't trust that personally. But <laughs> with my kid, not I with your kids. I don't know your kids. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, so like Marlo's camp that she went to, I'm pretty sure that I could get her in for the time. Like I could lock her down um, for a time, but I don't know the time yet. See, I don't, I can't go do that. Um, but they're pretty fluid, I think. And they didn't seem like they were too full last year. They always say, oh, we're, you know, it's closing up, it's closing up. But yeah, always, I mean, come on, it's another kid, money, mm-hmm. take it, you know? Yep. But um, the it's the summer camp. That's the big one, the, the sleepaway camp, because there's a lot of, tactical planning that has to take place there's the tactical I mean, summer the, camp yeah well the camp is very specific about you know they will go down a checklist and if you don't have stuff like you have to ship it to them for example i purchased boots for lita that i was like oh she can just wear these to ride in because riding is not it's not like a, a 20 hour a day thing it's like a you know once a week or twice a week they ride for an hour or something yeah. So I didn't buy her like crazy boots. I just like, here's your rain boots, put an extra pair of socks on and have a nice day on the horse. And by the way, you, you know, if it's muddy, you'd want that anyway, right? Mm-hmm. They're rubber and it'd be awesome. Like, but they're like, no, you got to get her some better boots. So uh, completely like, you know, without any phone calls or email, I sent her a pair of sweet Timberland uh, boots that she's worn all winter. So... That one turned out really well. I've not had that kind of luck in the past buying things online for her. Mm-hmm. Sizing, style, it's just oh well oh buying clothes for her. But there's uh, there's other stuff that you've bought for her that she's loved that you've bought. Oh online. totally. Are you kidding? Yes. No, 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 no. You know that's, one example? 
What would that be, Lex? Guys, I just want to remind you, great spellers come from great readers. That's why True. Kindle's the proper any sponsor of the 2016 Scripps National Spelling Bee which I have won in the past. I mean, not the national one, but I won the local one. I won my high school. A Kindle e-reader is a great way to encourage a child's emerging love for reading, especially as they begin to read chapter books independently. The lightweight Kindle e-reader is perfect for young readers. Kids can bring thousands of books with them wherever they go, and you don't have to worry about weighing down their backpack. A single-purpose Kindle e-reader is designed for reading only. That means zero distractions for kids. No videos, no games, no apps. That's also exactly why I use a Kindle e-reader. Kindle also supports comprehension and vocabulary development. Words looked up on Kindle are automatically turned into flashcards for future review and learning. And it's easy to look them up, by the way. Just tap on the screen on the word you don't know, and it's like, hey, here's what it means. With WordWise, it gets even better. Short and simple definitions automatically appear above difficult words to improve comprehension, even as they're reading. And with Kindle Free Time, parents can create personalized profiles for kids and give kids access to titles from the parents' collection of books. A progress report keeps parents updated on their child's reading habits. Learn more about the way Kindle inspires a child's love of reading by visiting Amazon.com slash Kindle for Kids. All the parents out there should do this. Amazon.com slash Kindle for Kids. And shut up, Slack. Oh, my God. Whoa. And make sure to tune into next week's Scripps National Spelling Bee presented by Kindle. Thursday, May 26th on ESPN. Do you guys ever watch The Spelling Bee on TV? Have you ever seen it? I have, yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. My whole family gathers around to watch The Spelling Bee. I'm so into it. I cheer for all the kids. I boo whenever they lose. Like, I boo the dictionary. Like, boo. <laughs> how could that spelling be wrong? <laughs> I hate you, dictionary. Yeah. Love that. I love that. I love The Spelling Bee. Hmm. Just saying. I'm well, interested in, the, in uh, hearing the story of uh, you winning The Spelling Bee. I am. Also. I'm not sure if we've heard that story before. Oh, so um, I believe, at least when I was a kid, sixth, seventh, and eighth grades were the grades in which she participated in spelling me. And the way our school was set up, fifth and sixth grade was in one building, and then the junior senior high school was seventh through twelfth. And so when you were in sixth grade, you had to like go to the junior senior high school for the spelling bee, which was not your normal place. So that was exciting. Sixth grade, I came in third. In seventh grade, I came in second. Mm. <laughs> In eighth grade, I didn't even pass the written test to qualify for spelling bee. And so I was one, I I, I was the next one down. I was like the first alternate. And my buddy, Matt Hall, uh, who I still know and who my wife has met, and my wife tells me he's very hot. Uh, But so Matt Hall, who's one of the (laughs) smartest people I've ever known. TMI, TMI there. uh, Matt Hall was like, I don't really care about spelling bee. Not enough information. Right. (laughs) Like, I don't really care about spelling bee. I'll drop out. I will. uh, you can just take my spot. So Matt dropped out, and I came in first. <laughs> Whoa! Wow, that's, that's like a, a Cinderella. Story. Yeah, Cinderella yeah, right, right. story. Yeah, then I went the, to states. The slippers you, on you. You go from the you know the junior <laughs> senior high school to the state, and um, a lot of kids get out of the first round when you're at the state level because they start yeah. with much harder words. Right. And I did not. I got out in the second round. Everybody always says, "What was the word?" I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I just I have, don't remember. I, I, it's this one, D I C K H O L E. The um, <laughs> the word. <laughs> I remember that I thought for sure I was going to lose before. Like I was, uh, I was in uh, in the top three in eighth grade, and then they go, "Okay, Lex." And this word doesn't sound hard to me now, but I will tell you, this an eighth grader, it sounded impossible. They go, "Lex, your word is hydrangea," 
And I'm like, I've never even heard of this. Can you use it in a sentence? What's the etymology? I don't even know what etymology means at that point. I'm like, just tell me everything you can about this word. I'm like, how do you well, spell I stall. it? And they're like, no, nope, yeah. not telling. And so I'm like, H-Y-D-R-A-N-G-E-A. Goodbye, I'm out. And they're like, nope, that's right. And I, I was so sure. I was like walking off the stage because I was so sure that I had been screwed again by the dictionary. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's right. And I couldn't believe it. And then I just, then I was on such a high that I won the whole thing. Did wow. you jump in the air? I do not recall if I jumped in the air. I do know that I was and remain disappointed that you win a dictionary. Clearly the one thing I did not need. <laughs> That's a little weird. I mean, what they should That's give pretty you. Stupid. I still have that like, dictionary though. They should give see, you like a yeah. friends. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. I was going to say like a, you know, an all summer, you know, any movie you want to see for free, all like any theater, all the movies all summer mm-hmm. long. Right. Yeah. Like honestly, they should give you like a leather jacket. They should give you. Mm, they should give you like cred. really chic shoes. Like they should say, "Hey, we know you might struggle to look cool. We can help you with that." That's, that's what I needed. They should, they should give you an assessment of, "Hey, stop taking a briefcase to school instead of a briefcase." <laughs> I did not in eighth grade. I did that much earlier. Uh, I'm picturing um, the twins in uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, ben Stiller's kids. That's what I'm yeah. seeing you as, Lex. I'm like this full office with briefcase, <laughs> and you're cutting deals. I wasn't that bad. Uh, okay. In I think it was. It must have been. Jeez, it must have been fifth or sixth grade when I took the briefcase every day. It was my mom's idea. I was like, "Mom, that's a great idea," because I'm an idiot. But I will tell you, I stuck with it the entire year. Like I got comments day one, as you would expect. Like, "What the hell are you doing?" I was like, "No, man, this is who I am. This is this is me. This is my brand." <laughs> And I brought that I brought that briefcase the entire school year. I had one of my dad's That's old awesome. briefcases that I used to play with. Um, I did not oh, yeah. take it to school, but it, it uh, was a locking briefcase, by the way. Like I had to put yeah. the combo in every morning. Well, of course. You, I mean, um, the people at school have sticky fingers. Yeah, they do. Four three five was the code. I mean, literally, uh, they're literally very. sticky. Yeah, no, they are literally. Don't <laughs> let them touch your phone. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, I had a great cell phone back in fifth grade. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> like a big mobile, like one of those yeah. big, thick, like I, the briefcase I was the phone. Eventually, I like did. a teacher's trying to talk to you. I'm sorry, I have to take this. Just one second. The the phone. I'm sorry. The car that I got when I was uh, 16 or 17, somewhere in that range, 16 and a half maybe, uh, had a car phone in it. Um, Whoa. My, my, wow. Not that they got it for me, but I took my mom's old car and like to move the car phone was a million dollars. So like, I just keep the car phone. And it wasn't like I could make fun calls with it. It was only, only allowed to use it for calling home, but I totally had a car phone, like a gigantic 80s style, even though it was, it would have been 96, a gigantic 80s style car phone. <laughs> Hilarious. So great. So great. I have the saddest <laughs> briefcase story perhaps ever. <sighs> I don't know if you want me to share it or not. I want it. <laughs> Okay. I, 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 yeah. Why so not? Like, Why wouldn't we want? <laughs> well, I, you, 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 your me, sadness. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, I was uh, a Mormon missionary and I went to Manchester, England area, the Northwest of England to do my time, to do my times <laughs> of knocking on doors and things. I didn't want it to sound like a prison. I came out wrong. So, uh, I come back to my small town in Northern Utah and in order to to like transfer my credits, I have to retake a bunch of classes that I completely bombed my freshman year. And they're so trivial. They're like general education, you know, just like trig, 
you know, college algebra, the, the, the like intro, some of those intro classes. Cause I just, I was stupid. I took other classes that were like way gnarly, like CS 201, which is a computer science Pascal programming class talking about the basics and fundamentals of top-down design and code <laughs> structure and blah, blah, blah. blah, blah exactly. <laughs> right. Cause I'm like, I like computers. <laughs> I should do this. Computer engineer makes a lot of money. So I Ooh. go into that. Right. Stupid. So I go to England. I come back. I'm like, oh shit, got to fix the grades. And I didn't say shit. I may have said shit in my head, but not a lot. And on, then, you were Mormon. You did not say Yeah. So, uh, and this is, there's a couple of layers. There's like about 20 layers of sadness, but the top two, one is that my father was uh, terminally ill. And so he was, and he wanted to um, spend his final months at home. He didn't want to spend him in a hospital. And I totally got that. I respected that. I, you know, we were all on board. And so what so happened I, is the entire family moved into the hospital. Wrong. So <laughs> just trying. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and I'm going to try and stay away from that part of the storyline. Um, but uh, I am coming back to the United States from Manchester, England. And at that time, Man Manchester was kind of blowing up. There's all kinds of awesomeness happening in Manchester in just terms of like, you know, musical trends and and so I kind of, even though I was a Mormon and not going to clubs or whatever, I still would every Wednesday read like NME and Melody Maker, the occasional smash, smash hits, which is well below, you know, I was way over too old to be reading that, but it just, I felt like it gave me a, a street cred with the kids. So anyway, I'm like been plugged into British musical culture, even by proxy. And I come back to my little town where there's, you know, nothing. And I'm. I'm like, you know, my dad, my dad's dying. I got to go back and take these classes. Ugh, horrible. And my mom decides to make jams. Do you guys remember jams in the eighties? Remember those? The jams. Yes. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes had jams, right? Yeah. There was a whole thing about his jams. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't, I was coming back from another country. I had no idea what she was talking about, but I said, listen, you, you, why don't you make them like, I saw people wearing these, like, they were like, um, you know, like very kind of yuppie, uh, yuppie wannabe, not, not Capri pants, but they're like, you know, like the, the, what you would probably say like Tom Wolf and the Hamptons would wear. So they're like <laughs> white trousers, summer trousers. And then he, you know, he'd turn them up a little bit. So they were like at a Capri or, or even shorter length, uh, both for fashion and, and for, you know, going out and doing oysters or whatever. Clam yeah. Clamming. Whatever one does in the Hamptons, uh, besides cocaine. And hookers. Um, so <laughs> I know this, this is also brought to you by the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. hookers. This, this it. So my mom makes these, these pants and they're uh, yellow with red lobsters on them. And they're super tacky. And I'm like, okay, uh, I need to inject some, you know, like all this crazy shit's going on in my life in terms of my father and everything else. So I started carrying my dad's briefcase to school and like I was working on a level of abstraction and abstract expressionism that was so beyond, you know, with the, with the crazy mm -hmm. long jams and the dad's briefcase that people were really <laughs> struggling in, in even how to speak to me. <laughs> and I had good friends tell me that they had concerns about, I mean, like dead seriously, like you, 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 what's wrong with you? You've lost it. Yeah. You're going crazy. I'm like, I may be going mm -hmm. crazy actually. Technically I might be. But by God, I'm wearing these fucking pants. I'll tell you that right now. And I, I thought I looked pretty good, actually. Uh, but yeah. So uh, 
jams, jams, and a briefcase. And a briefcase. Wow. And it was not a cool, like, Dr. Bag-style briefcase, which I had later, but it was a, (laughs) uh, like, very thin, hard plastic attache. Oh, my. Huh. Uh, yeah. Are there photos from this time period that we can uh, share no. with our listeners? Uh, there are none. Okay. All photographic evidence has been destroyed. Sure, yeah, yeah. I may be able to find the pants, um, but I'd have to. I have to go through some stuff. And the actual I don't pants have it here with me, or a picture of the pants. A picture of the pants. No, no, no. Those okay. pants were burned in the ceremony. They were. Okay. <laughs> right. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. Very eighties. Very awful. Yeah. Well, speaking of clothing. Uh, mm. I will say that, no, this is not, I mean, it oh. is an ad transition, but not as, as fast as you think. Okay. Um, a, over the weekend, Lauren's like, hey, daughters and son, go get yourselves dressed. Go pick out some clothes and get dressed. And like, we can't possibly. Now, they've picked out clothes for themselves before, but in the school year, <laughs> we've been taking out their clothes from the night before. And by we, I mean Lauren. And they get dressed. And so this past weekend, everybody freaked out. Like, we can't take out our own clothes. How? What matches? And Lauren was having none of that. So she was like, you guys are all getting on your own clothes. You're all picking them out yourselves. And that's what we're doing. So now at night, so that they can get ready to get dressed right away in the morning, they pick out their clothes. And they're still, like, really grumpy about it. I'm like, dudes, you're going to appreciate that you know how to get yourself dressed. Like, you can pick out your own <laughs> One day. clothes. This is a good thing. One day you'll thank me. This morning... <laughs> Although it's against the uh, policy these days, I did help some of the kids get dressed. They picked out the clothes already, but I helped them put the clothes on because we were a little rushed this morning. You know why we were a little rushed this morning? Because I overslept. You know why I overslept? Oh, no. Because <laughs> my bed is so freaking comfortable. <sighs> it's a sleep number bed. I hate you. Sleep is important. <laughs> Do you want to know how to make your sleep great? Come to a Sleep Number store, the only place you'll find the Sleep Number bed with Sleep IQ technology. And right now, you can save $500 on their Memorial Day Special Edition bed with Sleep IQ technology, so you have the knowledge to adjust for your best sleep. So, Sleep IQ works by kind of like, you know, they make a bunch of different wrist tracker and finger tracker, whatever other body part tracking devices Mm. that tell you how well you slept. But my bed does it for me because it's got the Sleep IQ technology built in there. So, it just monitors how you sleep. You don't push a button, you just get in bed and it knows you got in there. There. Last night I had a 90, a straight up sleep IQ score of 90. That's out of a possible 100. It's pretty good. I was restful and sleeping well all night long with one minute of being out of bed. And I was looking at it before. I'm like, when was I out of bed? And then I remembered a kid totally came out of bed, asked nothing, went, came to my side of the bed. And I was like, what are you doing here? And Sierra <laughs> said, I don't know. And so I just took her and put her back in her bed. It was very unusual. But I didn't even remember what are, it. What are you doing here? Like, yeah. And I, I thought I dreamt it. Like I, I had totally forgotten until I saw on my uh, Sleep IQ tracker that there it was. The Sleep Number bed, of course, is famous for letting you choose your ideal firmness. You can change it. Uh, and because it adjusts on each side, it's the perfect bed for couples. My sleep number setting right now is 85. Uh, Lauren's is, let's find out. Lauren is at a 70 right now. She changes hers a lot. I changed mine a little bit. I do it in small increments. She does it in big chunks. She's like, you know what? Tonight we're going softer. And it works for her. So here's my suggestion to you. My sleep number setting again is 85. My sleep number score last night was 90. You should be like me. Sleep in. <laughs> Rush through breakfast to get your kids on the bus just because you've had such a good night's sleep. <laughs> Hurry in now and save $500 on a Memorial Day special edition bed with Sleep IQ technology. You'll only find a sleep number bed at a sleep number store. No better sleep. Find your sleep number setting only at any of the 500 sleep number stores nationwide. Find one near you by going to sleepnumber.com and be sure to tell them Lex with turning this car around sent you. 
as I was saying that just there at the end, I remembered when Pendulette on his podcast said, be sure to tell them Lex <laughs> with turning his car around. What? <laughs> Maybe tell them Penn sent you instead. <laughs> so, That's a good impersonation. <laughs> Very good. And then they would Thank say, you. I don't know who Pendulette is. I know who Lex is. Is right. that what you meant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're confused all the time. <laughs> we have this long list. Both <sighs> of us probably make knives disappear too often at restaurants when we're entertaining our kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're you're saying that your magic capabilities are on par with the preeminent magicians of our time. Uh, I would say the teller is the preeminent magician of our time. I think Penn would agree with that. Penn's more of the uh, the the comedy and teller mm, the more bluster magic. and the yeah. So I'm nowhere near teller's talent, but I would say I'm I'm Penn adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that my wife touched Penn, right? I've touched Penn too. When did your wife touch Penn? Um, God, years ago, uh, they did a show up in Seattle, and you know they go, they come out in the um, into the lobby during the intermission. Yes, and um, and I, as I recall, uh, Teller was covered in something um, when he was out in the lobby, and they actually put down like a tarp because he was like dripping. That's really funny. <laughs> like, Maybe like he was blood just or something, like fake blood or something. I can't remember what it was, but he was like he was covered in something. Um, and uh, and we were standing with the friends that we were went to the show with, and and uh, Karen said, you know, people were going up to talk to the pen, and she said, I don't want to talk to him. I'm just going to go up and touch him. <laughs> so she, she just walked up and touched him on the arm and walked away. He didn't even look at her. <laughs> I um, nice. you know, I have seen Penn and Teller uh, live many times, uh, dead once, uh, but no, like mm-hmm. I, I, we have, it's well established on the show. My uh, affection for magic. In my magic camp where I spent nine summers, <laughs> but uh, they're my favorites by far. And it used to be that they like like you're describing after every show. I don't know about intermission, but after every show, they would always stay was, in the I lobby. Was, uh, maybe they do it during intermission too. Like I, I yeah. just haven't seen them in a show with an intermission ever. But um, you know, they always will stand for autographs and pictures and stuff after a show. But it used to be like they just stood. And people come up to them and sort of like, you know, the mass of humanity would form its own line. Most recently, when I saw them in Manhattan, when they were doing their Broadway run, at least, they, uh, which was just in the past few months, it was like security forming a line that stretched to, you know, mm, infinity, the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, and Lauren's like, hey, you should stay in the line. Say, like, not always, but every once in a while, one of them will recognize you because I've seen them that many times. Like, it's, it's oh. a problem. But they're like, she's like, you should stand in line and say hi. I really like you guys. You guys are pretty awesome. No, not not <laughs> Penn. Penn has no idea who likes to turn this car around. But, um, <laughs> but the, I was like, no, it's, it's like this, that moment would not even be worth it to me because this line is so offensive to me. Yeah. It, so now you know. New York's, you know, t- New York has security stuff. Uh, and, you know, there's good reason for it. I'm not saying there's not good reason, but I saw him in Vegas and like, you just walk up. Like, they're just yeah. there. Signing so it must stuff, have been a Broadway talking. thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they were on high alert or something. But my wife, <laughs> my wife doing though, that, my wife doing that inspired me to touch Ron Johnson, the, um, the former head of uh, Apple retail at Mac, at Mac, <laughs> Mac World Expo. Did he react when you touched him? Uh, he also did not react. <laughs> mm. Mm. Can you imagine though being one of these people in life who's just accustomed to being? Touched? I guess that maybe that happens more than you think that people just walk up and touch them and walk away. It happens every day in the subway, <laughs> <laughs> and not in a good way. Mm-mm. Is there a good way for that to happen? Uh, it depends. Uh, if you're trying to reenact uh, risky business starring Tom Cruise and Rebecca De Mornay, yes, yes. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Is there a modern movie where people spend all night on the train just having the best sex of their life while Tangerine Dream plays in the background? I don't think there is. (laughs) Are you suggesting that I should see the movie Risky Business? Uh, Oh, God. mm, uh, Yes, I am, actually. Uh, Because here's the thing, Lex. Um, A lot of people think that the 80s Wayfarer thing that that happened was because of Risky Business. And I would posit that it was not. It was because of the Blues Brothers. However, mm. however, yeah. we're on a mission he, from God. He was on the Risky Business poster featured Tom Cruise in Ray-Ban Wayfarers and destroying the chance that I could ever buy a pair for less than $100 or 45 bucks or whatever it was back then. But I did buy my first pair of Ray-Bans for $15 at a hardware store in my little town. That's my wow. deal of the century that'll never happen again. And I know everyone super cares, so thank you for caring, everybody. And with that, the money that you saved, mm-hmm. you invested it wisely. I did, and, in uh, Tempest. In, in Jams? In Tempest. Oh. <laughs> the video game called Tempest. <laughs> That's what I would have done. That's exactly what I would have done. Yeah, uh, I mean, speak- smart investing is all. Uh-huh. So speaking of video games, I will say, I have spent some time these past few weekends, uh, putting on the Wii, which we hadn't put on that recently. Ah. We've done that. We've done that as well. Instead of playing Wii games, though, I mean, Liam and I have done a little Mario Kart, but it's mostly me playing classic NES games until they get intrigued, and then they say, "Can we join?" And so, mm. my two, the two younger ones are big fans of Excite Bike. They're not that good at Excite Bike, but is anyone really that good at Excite Bike? You guys remember <laughs> Excite Bike? Right? Oh yeah, the the. The awesome one, w- w- the awesome versions of it were where where you had like the motorcycle controls, right? Yes. Weren't, wasn't there console like or, or arcade versions where there was like handle grips and you could like do a little twisty thing or there was some gesture you did for it to, yeah. Yes, I oh I played Excite Bike, but they were always broken and that that sucked. Was that a Super uh, NES? No, that was the original Nintendo original Entertainment NES. System. Yeah. So uh, we. Um, Mostly recently, we've just been playing Mario Kart again because Mario Kart mm-hmm. is super fun. Um, but I recently found out via the Slack for the Incomparable that Lego Dimensions has a character, the uh, Midway Arcade Kid. Um, and if you get mm-hmm. this character and put it in your Lego Dimensions world, it unlocks uh, all the Midway arcade games. So you can play them in Lego Dimensions. Oh. So now we're like, oh, we got to get that back. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah now i i think i told you guys that i had been considering trying to get some kind of arcade game yes. machine for the basement yes. i haven't done that then i was watching shark tank last week and there was some guy on there who i don't recall if he got funded or not um who had invented uh arcade style pinball machines that are all screen. So like they took super high definition screens put them on an angle digitized some of the most popular pinball games and Ooh. you know got the physics right and stuff so you're, you're playing you can put like 50 or 100 pinball games in your one cabinet that's got these high def screens showing you the pinball flying around and uh i also i'm not going to buy one of those because they're like four or five thousand dollars a piece but it was really <laughs> cool mm-hmm. so uh, get them to advertise on this and send one to my house <laughs> <laughs> so unfair <laughs> i'm trying to send you guys via the show notes area a <laughs> screenshot from excite bike and i can't they changed skype again 
Like I don't even don't use Skype. Just use them. Um, no, just iMessage. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I so I've been told not to do that sometimes. So I'm just saying. no. You're good. I I really loved Excitebike on the NES, and what I used to love, and I was trying to figure out why I used to love it because I wouldn't love it today, but I used to love it had a level builder, like the actual yes. public title oh. had a level builder. I used to love yeah. that. Yes, yeah. that's the game I'm playing. That one right there. So awesome. It's like they don't they don't really do enough level builders now. It doesn't seem like um the that Mario game has a level level builder. The, the like that one. was the big thing. I hadn't even seen it because I don't have any devices that can play it. But that's like Mario Maker lets you build your own. Yeah, Mario Maker. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And Hank was playing that the other day, which looks uh, super fun. I, that's I think a Wii hmm. U game versus a Wii game. Yes. I I, I downloaded a, a demo of a racing game for for the PS4, and it has in the demo uh, kind of a shrunken down version of their builder you can build like tracks and the idea is that you can like at the end of the end of the race you can have it like jump over a lake or whatever your car just flies off into nowhere you can put crazy jumps in and i almost bought the game it's an indie game and i gotta find the name of it i'm gonna while we're talking about something else i'll see if i can find that because it's it's a fun looks like a fun game if you like that kind of a thing but you can build levels yeah i used to do that for i think the only thing that i remember distinctly building levels for and I know I did it for at least a couple things, but was um, marathon. Oh you know, yeah, Mac, oh yeah, first-person shooter game. Yes. I made a lot of levels for marathon. That builder was really t- quirky and weird, but yes, kind of, it kind would of crash awesome. a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just because it was OS nine and everything would crash a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the, by the way, the best map on that there was a King of the Hill map with. Um, I think either two or four elevators and then a room that you could kind of beam up to that was on, on the same level as the elevated tower where it was King of the Hill and you had to spend time on the tower. So it clocked your, your time. Once you hit the tower, it clocked your time on the tower without dying. And so you could have multiple people up there all being timed. And and it was just the best because when you would transport to that little closet space or whatever, you could then like jump backwards and then shoot your rocket and it would like blow the physics were so jacked <laughs> oh, it would like God, blow you all the way now. to the middle yeah that's right because you had to occasionally you had to shoot the rocket to get someplace you had to like shoot it straight into the ground to lift you up and yeah like jump and then somewhere. shoot or like grenade hop yeah. or whatever with yeah. the grenade launcher yeah <laughs> i only played that a little bit online um i pulled but i played myth online quite a bit um, oh yeah which was really pretty cool um i loved myth i made a lake powell myth map using bryce <laughs> the 3d rendering app um from back in the day <laughs> wow mm-hmm. yep i think I it's called with the wow track mania turbo That's track what I, mania turbo yeah um it yes i think yeah and uh so you it has multiplayer that we played in the demo but what you do is you say how many people are going to go and then you take turns doing the racetrack to get the best time and the racetracks are, are nutty like you go upside down you do loops it's kind of like a trials but less less weird version of you know the trials motorcycle game that you can like mm-hmm. drive over stuff and it's insane um it was kind of like that but the girls really liked it i was surprised my girlfriend's kids loved it they like wouldn't stop playing i was very <laughs> surprised because normally driving games are like whatever <laughs> so we had fun doing that and then I tried, I tried to, to get, I tried to pull, I got, I had that, the pod racer game from the, which was actually not bad. 
even though the movie was terrible, but the pod <laughs> racer game was actually not bad. Um, and I think Hank played a little bit of that years ago, but um, didn't quite get into it. The thing that he actually likes the most is there's an ancient, I have an ancient Monopoly game um, that just like runs on like a Mac SE. Um, and he, li- he likes to play that. <laughs> what? What? Uh, we. Because you can play against the, the computer. What was the one that. Um, myth. There's Myth 2. But I'm thinking of a oh oh there was shuffle puck oh yeah 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 was the first yeah. kind of like to really embrace the mouse as a mm-hmm. peripheral that you could use to game with yep and I remember it was like air hockey and you'd play like these weird aliens yep mm-hmm. all in black yep. and white mm-hmm. on the Mac and you like boop, 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 boop. love that game oh, there's a Forgot there's a um, there's an iOS like homage to that game um, shuffle puck cafe um, mm. the guy who made it admits that he he played that. Played shuffle puck back in the day, um, and Hank plays shuffle. He's played shuffle puck, and he but he plays shuffle puck cafe quite a bit. Ah, uh, and so it's like a touch, like you just touch your. Yeah, you touch to move the um, to move your uh, paddle back and forth. Right, I, I remember that. So, wait, what's the link to the game? What's it called? Shuffle, shuffle puck iOS. cafe. Shuffle puck cafe. Because what I also just remembered as you guys were talking about this was um, Wesley and Tetris. Do you guys remember that one at all? Uh, it was what? um, what Wesley and Tetris? It was like a, a a handcrafted Tetris game that had tons of movie sound effects um, as its audio, and it would like swear at you if you were doing too well. It was very popular. Um, <laughs> I did not know that. One. It was uh, it was the real deal. I see Shufflepuck Cantina. Yes, that's it. Here I'm sending you the link right now. Is that it? Maybe that's it. You have to scroll. It's funny because you have to scroll over a bunch to get to the actual gameplay cafe. screens. Maybe the original's cafe. There's both Shufflepuck Cantina and Shufflepuck Cantina Gold. Okay, mm. so it must be. It's either someone either cloned it or whatever, or like uh, 2014. That's uh, probably bl- it because that's about when we started. Yeah, okay, so it's Cantina. My mistake. My mistake. Get it right, man. You know. Meh. Good enough for this podcast. There is a cafe version from for the Amiga I'm seeing, and also for NES. Wow, this game has some history. Yeah, man, there's a lot of. I still have all those discs too, of course. Oh my god, of course you do. Yeah, so occasionally he'll sit down in front of an old computer and just like go through disc after disc after disc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and I heard, aren't they coming? Aren't they making up? Uh, what's that one? Um, oh my shoot. Mm. Uh, it's classic where you, you're in space and you have to get something through a goal. Um, oh, cut this whole thing. Okay, cut me out. Cut me out the entire podcast. Okay, all right. <laughs> I know, I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the, the name of it. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. There was like, a series of them. Um, when, when I went, when I went to my, and this is not helping you, but when I went to my nerdy summer camp, the computer lab, uh, it was all Max, and it had I can't think what the game was called, but it had the um, it was like a Star Trek inspired game, um, that was networked, so you could like mm-hmm. shoot at ships from Spectre. It's like no, a tank. No, 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 not Spectre. No. We had Spectre too, but it was you were you were flying in space. You were surrounded by stars. It was like a poor man's maelstrom. Uh, oh. 
and you oh, could chat. It had a too. chat for form over on the side. Uh, I'll figure it out. I'll let Crystal, Crystal Quest. Maybe. Mm. I think, no, really. think it's the one I'm thinking of, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, not the one. Is that an Ambrosia game? I, yeah, I can't remember. Man, I'm telling you. I'm like, so old. This is the problem. <sighs> yeah. I've got too many things in my brain. I can't mm-hmm. keep it all straight. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you right now. Uh, a- Net Trek. Net Trek. Oh. oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. I remember playing a glider. Not there was like a yeah glider game where it was like a paper airplane and you had to get it through the room over vents and stuff and fans. Oh yeah, it and blowing it around. Yeah, yeah. glider. Yeah. Glider. Yeah, I think that's on iOS too. Net Trek. So is this? Oh, oh yeah, it's got that crazy map and all that. That's very nerdy, Lux. Oh yeah, I was not good at this game, <laughs> but it looks you know information dense. And it was like we had to connect via the chooser. Like that's I'm talking old school. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What's the one? What's the one that had a map and it was like um, not risk, but you because you had to you had to move out in like octagons. Um, uh, Strategy for iOS. <laughs> no, no. Com- command. Com- not command and conquer. Damn. Command and control. Somebody somebody was making that. Command and conquer. That. No. Is that it? This is such good podcasting. No, uh, we're just good this show goals. recently became uh, vintage video for stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, here's, here's the thing. Of any video game that you would want to show your children and have them like, what would it be? And have them like? Yeah, like, I want to play this with you. Like, you know, if you could time travel or huh. just like you had the machines set up today, what uh, would you myth probably yeah. because that was that was i think that's my favorite game of all time my um, favorite video games of all time are going to be somewhere between super mario world mm. and um uh, uh madden <laughs> super mario world is quite fun that's pretty cool but it's not one that i need them to play with me right because i'd rather just let leave me alone and i play by myself <laughs> right so that's <laughs> so like, you well that's the great thing say, about i mean that's why myth is so good because it's the multiplayer is really fun um, but say, he doesn't uh, really have the patience for myth because there's oh, a yeah. lot of there's a lot of walking. But there's no like with a lot of those games of that era, you had to build stuff first to build the armies to then go fight. And um, what myth did was like, here's your total of points. You can mm-hmm. assemble whatever team you want for whatever game you have your game style you're playing, and then go like that's it yeah. done. Like you have like thirty seconds to plan and you're and then you're in the game. Yeah. Uh, but it's a s- lot of strategy. It, it is, but it's tactical too. It was, yes. and it's oh my god, yeah. steal the Position. bacon. Yeah. Oh, so fun! <laughs> and the, and they had a oh my, the collection of mods that they had. I mean, I remember playing oh, yeah. a World War II um, Lego one. Mod. They had a Lego mod too. Oh, I don't remember that one. I but. think if you guys were my age, you would say Goldeneye. But I was never hugely into Goldeneye. Uh, Goldeneye was pretty like, good though. That was the thing though. I played I played Goldeneye, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put it up there. My my friends were all obsessed with it. I was like, "Can't we play F Zero? And they're like, "Golden Eye." <laughs> you could shoot a toilet, I believe, in that uh, game, and break it. Oh yes, I thought you meant like the bullets were toilets. You mean you could use your bullets on a toilet? On a toilet, and actually, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that sounds accurate. Yes. Well, we've really learned a lot today. We've taught people a lot about fatherhood. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strategic conquest. Ah. That's what it was. <laughs> that was that was amazing. 
Next week, we're going to talk about Tourette's. <laughs>